summer. This summer, you're sure to feel good to me. What a jam. Man, how you guys doing, Nantucket? I just got back from the beach, and on my way back, we were out by Radio Tower. What a beach day it was. I was like, what's a good summer jam that I can kick this podcast off with? What's a song that's going to have that that guitar riff that's just going to make people want to put down the windows and enjoy summertime? Well, that was the song that I came up with. I, that is by Super Chunk, and the tune is This Summer, off the record this summer. It's the title track. And I don't know if you guys know who Super Chunk is, but they're a very cool band. I believe they're out of the Baltimore area. But uh, they've been doing the indie rock thing for a long time and uh, trying to think of something cool that I could bring you guys that maybe you hadn't heard that really, to me, was one of those tunes that you, you crank it up when you're in the car. The minute you hear that guitar riff come in, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the jam. This is my summer jam. So that's Super Chunk. And the song is This Summer, the title track from the album this summer. So I want to kick the episode off with that. What do you guys think? Did you like it? Well, if you want to hear the whole track, I'll play it at the end of uh, this episode. But uh, before we get started, I do have to tell you that this episode is brought to you by The Hallover. That's right, The Hallover, bringing you Patagonia, Yeti, all the amazing outerwear brands that you could need for living life on Nantucket, in the mountains, on the ocean, on the water, under the water, or by the beach. The Hallover is for you. And you know what? I didn't even read that copy. I just came up with that off the top of my head. So there you go, Hallover. Thank you for jumping aboard. We're happy to have you as a sponsor. And make sure you get down there to get all your beachwear needs this summer at the Hallover. Give me an H. Give me an O. What's that spell? Hallover. Right downtown next to the Stop and Shop. All righty. All right, podcast fans, Inside Whale fans. I just got back from the beach. What a beach day. My God, it's Sunday when I'm recording this, and it, it uh, wind was on shore, but there was some surf. I was able to get out there, paddle out, and catch a few waves. And uh, God, summer is great. Summer is awesome. Sitting at the beach on the south shore, couldn't help but notice the 18 trawlers out there digging up the ocean. Uh, I don't know, folks, I don't know where you are on this issue, but uh, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that it's not good. I don't like it. I don't know what's going on. And we'll have to have uh, Captain Pete Kaiser back on to talk about what kind of headway they're making. But they're clearing the ocean out on the South Shore, and it's not good. It's not good for us as Nantucketers. It's not good for other fishermen that rely on different types of fishing out there. Uh, you know, these guys are putting out, you know, two football fields wide of nets, just dragging up the squid and it's not good. So we need to change that. I don't know. It, it, it's hard to sit there. You're enjoying this awesome beach day and you look out there and you're like, yeah, that's not good. I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, those boats are just screwing. It's messing with shit. <laughs> It's messing with shit, and, you know, it's messing with people's livelihood. So uh, we got to have uh, Captain Kaiser back on to talk about what uh, kind of headway we're making because uh, 
the crazy thing is some of these boats are are, are not even coming from uh, around here. They're f- as far as like Cape May, way up into maybe even Nova Scotia coming down here. I, I, I made that up, but they're coming from far away to fish off there and they're killing our waters out there and it's not good. So we need to change that. I'll tell you what is good. Another stellar uh, non sequitur is this. Uh, I don't know if I talked a lot about beer on here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, I, you know, the IPA beer. And I just found this uh, consolation prize. Lord Hobo Brewing Company out of Woolburn, Mass. Wicked awesome. It's a double IPA. But uh, I want to make a recommendation if you're listening to this and you're a beer fan, if you're an IPA guy, and if you're one of these guys that loves the Heady Topper, the Alchemist Brewery out of Vermont, uh, I think the Consolation Prize could give the Heady Topper a run for its money. So Lord Hobo Brewing Company, big cheers to you. I will give you a huge high five if I ever get out there and meet you. But uh, it's And they sell it at Hatches. But I'm a huge fan of the Heady Topper. But you can only get that uh, if you're up in Vermont or a you know, good friend like PJ Rubin has been on the podcast and shares it. Sean Curry actually shares his heady topper when he comes back from Vermont with me. Thank you, Sean and PJ. But I would say the consolation prize is probably the uh, closest you can get to the heady topper, and it's amazing. So congratulations, consolation prize. Even though it is a consolation prize, it's awesome. I want to make that plug because I'm enjoying it. I just cracked one, got back from the beach when I'm recording this, and I'm sipping it. I'm going to sip it right now. Mm. Okay, Nantucket, let's get down to brass tacks here. You're not here to listen to me talk about beer. You want to know who's my guest today, right? All right, guys. But first, are you doing okay? Are you enjoying the summer? Or are you pissed? Are you aggro? Don't be aggro, summer guy, because I, I see how easy it is now to fall into aggro, summer guy. Just take it in stride. Let them pass. You know, someone takes your spot. Someone parks like uh, an idiot. Just know that it's going to end. And it always does. There, I said it. It's my summer advice. All right? We're on the positive tip here. So, my guest today, folks, as you're wondering, and my guest is Alexandra Catchpole. A Schumannic consultant and practitioner. Now, what is a Schumannic consultant and practitioner? Well, first, I think we should do is talk about shamanism. Shamanism, defined by Wikipedia, is a practice that involves a practitioner reaching altered states of consciousness in order to preserve and interact with the spirit world and channel these transcendental energies into the world. Now, that sounds like a lot. So we're just going to get to it. Alexandra was a very interesting guest. I met her uh, through my wife, and we had a conversation one day, and she said that uh, she became a shaman through, uh, there's two paths, there's two pathways, let me see if I understand, there's two pathways to shamanism, one is through extreme madness, and one is it through uh, a near-death experience. I hope I, ha- I hope I articulated that right. There's a lot to process, but uh, the minute she said that, I was fascinated. I said, Alexandra, I want to have you on the podcast. I want to bring your story to fans of Inside the Whale because I think it's important to hear your story. I think what you do is interesting, and I hope you guys find it interesting too. 
because maybe some of you out there would like to consult with Alexandria and find out what she can do. Maybe she can help you. I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Let's get in to Inside the Whale. God, I love saying it. It's time to do it. Let's go Inside the Whale. Guys, now you might win. Show us your crooked jaw. Show us your wrinkled brow. Rise. He rises! All right, I apologize for that interruption. It's uh, with dogs and a family trying to run the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so back to your journey into shamanism, and you said you came to it through madness. Go. I did. So about four, four and a half years ago, I... I was in a good place in my life. I was studying to become an edible and medicinal landscape designer. I had an herbalist apprenticeship. I was on this path. I was excited. I had finally found something I wanted to do. And one day I was I was in my father's garden and something came over me and I just remember saying this prayer. And it was it was for no reason. It was just it was a prayer to the universe and it was a prayer that if there was a better path for me then take my life and do whatever you need to do with it and put me on that better path so I can help humanity. So you're in, how old are you at this point? I'm 26. And you're in your... I'm in Connecticut. And you're in a garden. Uh-huh, my dad's house, my, my family home. Was there anything weird happening that day? I don't, Was there anything I don't unusual? think so. I don't even remember. I just remember, I just, I just had the urge to say the prayer. And what was the prayer? Just, if there's a higher purpose for me, please set me on that path to help humanity, to help the world. Okay. Okay, so that, so that prayer was said. That night, I think I went to this, um, this lightworking meditation that was being held locally, and we essentially just did this meditation where we sent like healing energy out to the universe. And I left, and I just, I felt... I felt different. I went home and I remember I was sitting on my couch with my my partner at the time and I literally felt like my soul fell out of me, fell below me and disappeared and something else came in from up above me. And the next day I woke up and I remember thinking that I woke up from a thousand years sleep and I remember thinking that I was an immortal <laughs> and you were immortal that I was immortal and that everything that had happened in my life up to that point was actually just a dream and that now I was alive and now I was awake and now I was there on the planet earth so this was so extreme that I quit my job I called my what boss. What were you doing for work? I was landscaping. Okay. Um, and I called her. I left her a message and I said, I don't know if I ever really worked for you. And until I know, I'm not coming back. 
I was studying at the Botanical Gardens in the Bronx, garden design. I just stopped going to my classes. Uh-huh. My professors were emailing me like, are you okay? And I just didn't respond because I was like, that wasn't my life. That was my dream. And I stopped my herbalist apprenticeship <laughs> because all of these things, like in my mind, I, I, my soul was being awakened. And I was remembering all of the memories that my soul has ever had across all time. But, but I didn't know that at the time and everyone around me didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so the people in my life, my parents, my boyfriend at the time, everyone around me, I saw them as, I'm I'm a big believer in reincarnation. Are you? Um, we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. Um, so, so I, I saw everyone around me as I had known them in previous lifetimes so to me, I was like, oh, I remember you when we had this life together and each day would change. Each day I would like walk the path of like a different life I had. And so like one day I'd be like this Native American Indian that I used to be in the actual town that I was. And my boyfriend, he was like my lover at the, from back in the day. And I would be like, do you remember when we were doing this, and they were all like, you are out of your mind. You are crazy. And I was like, everything is wonderful. Okay. And this lasted for like two to three months. Like I was in this mindset for two to three months. So you're in your dad's garden. You're 26 years old. You get this prayer out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and it comes into your head and you say this prayer. And then that night you go to this meditation group and you realize that your whole life leading up prior to this was a dream? No, not quite. So, so I said the prayer and I think it was that night I went to the meditation group and I, I was just like, it was casual. I was just going, I was like, this sounds cool. I'm going to go. The next morning I woke up and I was not me. The next morning so I woke really, up and I was like, I, I woke up out of, I've been dreaming for a thousand years. Did you panic? Did you have anxiety? No. Did you have like a meltdown? No, I was great. It was amazing. I, I was just like, this is beautiful. Life is incredible. And I was, I was so much more aware of everything. And I was aware of, so more of spirits, I guess, and kind of the energy around us. And I could see different spirits. But I didn't really know, during this whole time, I didn't really know what was happening. I had no idea that this was like a shamanic initiation. I had no idea. So what were you reading? before this like what are you studying like where like had you been and introduced to any sort of like higher power like what kind of stuff were you because i i feel like there's probably some sort of thing we learn as humans as you do as you read and you learn maybe you read a book about indian past life or something mm-hmm. so all of these things for it to come completely out of the blue i guess is what i'm getting at where what were you reading like had you gone to a retreat but prior to this awakening had you read anything where you ended like spiritual before this i was becoming more in tune with herbal medicine um and that that definitely dates back thousands of years of the history of the medicine on the planet um i i don't believe there was anything specific i was reading but i've always been a very spiritual person. I, I remember when I was 13, I had this girlfriend and she and I would like pretend we were witches and we would like play, we would just kind of play and it, it wasn't anything ever serious, but there was always that interest and that lure of magic and of there's more. And Did it, you grow up at what kind of how, religious house? 
Um, no religion. We, my my mother's atheist. My father's agnostic. They, I think I've been to church. I can count on one hand how many times I've been to church. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I um, I believe that he was a. Healer. She has a shirt that says, "I never said that, Jesus." <laughs> I believe that, yeah, I, I do. I definitely, I, do. I don't pray to Jesus, but I, I do pray. I believe that he was a healer and that he had these gifts and that he definitely helped people. I think it's interesting what's happened <laughs> after all that and kind of how the world views him. Um, but I, I believe in a lot of things and I always knew that I had to do healing work. And I slowly shifted in and out of kind of tinkering and studying different aspects of it. And I was taking too long. And the spirits were like, you're taking too long. We're, it's time. Like, you have to do this work. And that's like why. So the I, landscaping was distracting you from. Everything was distracting me, I guess. You know, um, it was, I just kept pushing it away. I did, I studied a few things before landscaping. Yeah, I'm just, um, I was trying to just get a sense of maybe some of the things that were going on in your life before this happened? Was there, you know, it's usually there's some sort of, when people go through these sort of stressful yeah. events, there's some I, sort of stressful event in their life. There's either death. sometimes death, substance there was abuse. Some death. Who died? My grandmother. Okay. In England. How? Old age. Oh. Um, and then another. Were you there when she died? I was not, but we, we went over to help deal with all the stuff you have to deal with after death. Uh, it was my father's mother. And it was a very stressful trip. It was very high stress. Um, I had been smoking pot, which I, I don't do because I, my brain <laughs> can't handle it because it opens me up too much. And I had, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had, and I had kind of started smoking with some friends a couple months before. And I had, I had stopped for years because I was told a long time ago, like, you can't do this. Your brain can't handle this. And um, I think that kind of starting to that, it, it opened me. And I think it was kind of, you know, when you have like all, all the right ingredients in something and then it's like, oh, this, this is the perfect recipe for her to go through this now. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So the, the, let's go to the madness now. So you're now the next morning you wake up and you feel that you've had this, you're not who you thought you were. Um, yeah, I was, I was not, I'm pretty sure. So there's this thing. Did you have a different name? Were you like, I'm not uh -huh. Allie anymore? I'm. I came up with a new name. Well, which is what? Alexis Goldweather. <laughs> I even created a, a Facebook account. Oh my god! I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm just I'm I'm really trying to like, process it because I it's, I should say I'm open to whatever. Yeah. I think people I I do believe in spirits. Yeah. I do believe in afterlife. I believe that we there are past lives. I believe yeah. that you just need to be open. Yeah, you can't shut things down. So yeah. that's why you're here today, because I'm. I, the minute you told me that story, I was like, "All right, well, let's sit down, let's flush this out." But yeah. so, Alexis Weathergold. Alexis Goldweather was like this name. It like I went on this. I, I wasn't sleeping. I was. I mean, like all the things that a psychiatrist would diagnose me with. Like I had all these different symptoms, but I was just transitioning. Um, transitioning into this other person. Yeah, and are you Alexis? 
Goldsmith now? No, I'm not Alexis Goldweather. No. Goldweather. Gold, <laughs> she, Goldweather. No, I changed the name on she, you. Um, she, she came one day. I, was, I think I didn't sleep. I left the house at three in the morning and I went for this hike up these woods. And, in Connecticut? Mm-hmm, and, um, and it was beautiful. And I remember like the name just kind of came to me. And I was like, that's who I am now. But every day I would change. Like every day I would, I would like transform into a different being that I had been. Like I was literally experiencing did you, the did, lives I've had. Did you talk <laughs> like, to your friends? Did you talk oh, to, did you oh. tell your dad? You're like, dad, I'm not Allie today. I'm, I'm Alexis. I don't know what's going on. I, 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 the problem is I, I didn't say I didn't know what was going on because I felt great, but they were all like, what is wrong with you? What's going on? They tried to lock me up in the psych ward. And I was like, so did you I'm go not, to a psych ward? No. I called, I did interviews, I told them I was great, everything was wonderful, my family was worried, and they were like, you don't need to come. Now wait, so so your dad actually calls a state? No, my mom, um, they didn't call, they had me call. Are your parents together? No, they divorced when I was seven. Okay. Was that traumatic for you, or not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is for most children. Yeah. Well, some people yeah. like realize that as adults, my parents just weren't. When right. you're seven, it's it's not the best thing. And who did you tell first, your mom or your dad? About my crazy? About your, your <laughs> well, we don't have to call it crazy. We can, At the we can, time, that's all they called it, but it's not. So in your family history, it's Allie's crazy? Well. Or is it Alexis crazy? It's, um. <laughs> Would there be scenarios where you'd be like, mom, Allie isn't here. It's Alexis, and she wants to go to, on a hike. No, it wasn't, like, no, it wasn't Allie's crazy. It wasn't anything like that. It was just during this time period, they didn't understand, and I wasn't in a good place where I could explain it to them because I was just in this mental state of just completely connecting with spirit and completely connecting with everything I have ever been and completely connecting like my soul to the universe and seeing all my lives and seeing what they'd been before. And, um, what hearing, does that feel like? Hearing a lot your... of voices in my head and not quite being quite sure. Oh yeah. That's a whole other. He, he, hearing voices mm-hmm. like Sally, you're going to do great. Like, you know, like that, all is it like of, creepy stuff? Or I, is it... I mean, all kinds. It's, it was everything. It was before I really understood what the voices were. Um, and, so I didn't, I remember I was putting on makeup one day. And you heard voices. Oh yeah. I've heard voices for a long time. They're spirits. You've heard voices before, before this awakening? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're spirits. Are you, are, they, are you hearing voices now? If I'd like to, I can turn it on and do it and talk to my, I'm just talking to my spirit guides. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we'll try that. I'm, di- I'm listen. I'm dying I mean, to know. If, if I mean, anything. I'm checking in with them about things I'm telling you or not. There are certain things like don't tell them about that. I'm like, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't be freaked out. I'm not. Okay. I'm 100% fascinated. Okay. And it's all out of genuine interest because I think. Hearing voices is, you know, obviously schizophrenia is the first thing that comes mm-hmm. to mind. That's a very common thing. So, mm-hmm. what differentiates what your process is from a schizophrenic? So, it's actually interesting that you say that because um, about a month or two before I moved to the island, I was in my car and I heard this interview on NPR with this psychologist, um, with this doctor down at Yale. 
and he was studying the difference between schizophrenics and psychics. And I started crying, and I was like, oh, my God. Because I've, I've dealt with that, um, you know, people, um, you know, being like, you're crazy. Like, Well, that's an obvious connection, um, right? It's so, not so crazy. If someone says they're hearing yep, voices, it would be, right? Yeah, but um, I emailed him, and I, I, didn't, I said, you know, I am this, I'm this person that's making a living now doing work for people where I hear voices. And when I was 18, my mom actually institutionalized me in a psych ward, Danbury Hospital, because I was starting to transition into a healer, and she shut it down. Um, what, because, what happened? What was the catalyst there? What, um, I, I, I was just what were you hearing doing voices, it? and I was... And you said, Mom, I'm hearing voices. I, I don't even... I don't... I don't really specifically remember. I think that I was just, I follow, I followed the signs too hard and it, I was at work and they sent me away because I was acting crazy. And what were you doing? I don't know. I think I said something to a customer and it freaked them out. I think I counted numbers on their shirt and I was in this mental state where I was connected, but I wasn't connecting on the right level where it's like, I was, I was hearing things from like, the other realms, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand because no one was there to tell me what it was. No one, no, I didn't, I never had anyone to explain any of this. And so she took me to a psychiatrist and he said, I think she needs to go to, um, to the psych ward. So I was there for five days when I was 18 and that, that really shut down my being open to my gifts. So, so when I heard this doctor, Dr. Corla, on the radio talking about how they're studying the difference between psychics and schizophrenics, I started crying because I was like, I've been, I've gone that path. I understand that path. I've gone from being literally institutionalized for being crazy, quote unquote, to under, fully understanding everything, all the gifts I have and being able to help people with it. So, so I contacted him and I went and I met with him and we we had this really amazing discussion and he told me all of these incredible things that they're doing in the, um, doing research on just studying what's happening in the brain. And I can't say yet, but it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible what they're finding. And when he publishes the article, I can tell you all about it. So he responded to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He responded to me in 10 minutes. He emailed me back and he said, I'd love to meet with you. So I went down. So you met with this guy that was on NPR? Yep. Okay. Um, I I participated in their research studies. And what, what does that involve? Um, they did brain scans where I had to watch different videos. What and, were the videos? This is amazing. And what, um, what videos did they make you watch? It was this story. It was like it was more like a story that they read to me, and I had to look at a video of this. Um, I don't know, some like jungly village down in Ecuador. Okay. And it was just like the story, and I had to remember different parts of the story. And then they, it was just like a lot of little computer games of. Like what words go with what words and what numbers go with not what numbers. And they were studying my brain to see differences between how my brain functions because and, and how the schizophrenic's to- brain functions. So they're doing this incredible research. And I'm hoping, and it was something that we talked about, but it's not it would be something that would take years for it to come to fruition. But 
I would love to one day when he's got enough research to go in and actually help patients that aren't necessarily schizophrenic and don't have psychosis, but actually have gifts and just don't understand them. Because a lot of the time people that you see in institutions, uh-huh. they're not always ill. They, they're just, the voices that they're hearing are literally, they're just spirits. Mm. And most people don't really understand that concept and they lock them up and they give them medication. And I'm not saying that everyone in institutions. Yeah. I think that that's a, that's are, a pretty uh, broad well, stroke. I think, there, I think that yeah. there are some, you know, obviously it's a pretty delicate dynamic scenario. Yeah. Well, what's cool <laughs> that's on a case to case basis. What's amazing right? is right now there, and I, can't say too much, but right now they're aiming to look at the how the brain works and see if there's a difference between people that are ill and people that have gifts. Okay. So hopefully they'll find information and then um, and then the people that are gifted, I would just love to help them understand because I've walked that path. So at 20 let's let's go back to the the the, you're 26 and you're realizing that you're this you have this alter ego is it is that um i wouldn't use that term um soul awakening experience i'm not i i'm not sure of i guess kind of alter ego during certain days (laughs) depended on the day i just i'm trying to process uh like uh, not only the the experience, but the at the age of twenty six, you're still young in the world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it seems like having been your mom put you in an institution at eighteen, which mm-hmm. is that's a traumatic. There's some mm-hmm. trauma there. Yeah. Um, does she ever come around and understand? Oh, has yeah. she come full circle? Oh, oh my God, it's come full circle. She actually, she has this beautiful, huge home in Connecticut, and she let me use part of it to have healing clients in. So I would do my shamanic healing work out of her home. So we've, we've really, <laughs> we've come a long way. So in the madness, mm-hmm. where, how far did it take you? When, when you were, we, we got to the point where you said you had this walk and you realized you had oh, this name. I mean, I then, was gone, Doug. I was, I was gone. I was, I would, there was another part of it um, where I was, it was just a completely different reality every day. I remember one day and my dad, this story kills him because he was so traumatized by it. We were walking um, where we walk all the time, and I, I was going through these different transitional periods where I would connect with different animal beings, and kind of what I didn't know at the time, but kind of shift into their energy is called shape shifting. Um, into the animals. Yeah, I, my form wouldn't physically change, but like my energy would. And my dad and I, we were going for this walk, and there's this pond where there are these swans. And I remember um, we were standing on the dock and I was like, I'm going to turn into a swan. So I just jumped into the pond and I didn't tell him what I was doing. And I just soaked myself, clothes, fully dressed. And he's like, and he was like, what is wrong with you? He was so worried. He was so worried. Well, that's, and I, didn't, well, and I, thought, I thought I was going to come out and I was going to be a swan and it didn't happen. I think I, here's the difference. <laughs> here's the difference. 
irrational behavior without a justification mm-hmm. would be a schizophrenic. Yeah. If you couldn't tell him, so maybe that's the like under yeah. being able to clarify, yeah, and something like that. Where if you just like, I don't know, what what if you just, you know, I'm I'm just gonna jump off this bridge because there's people there. Yeah, is you know what's the what's the distinction for you? Well, for me, it was just like I was experiencing connecting with nature in such a deep deep level that I, I thought if I went into the pool where the swans lived, I would transform because I was so, so, so connected, like part, like energetically. And my, I, I don't know, part of me still doesn't really understand everything that happened, to be quite honest. It's, I said I would write everything down afterwards. And I think for, after I came out of it, I was so afraid. I was, I was, just so confused about everything that happened. So you're, yeah, I, I would think um, so. That I, I just kind of avoided, <laughs> avoided it for a while. So I don't, I mean, it was, it was like two to three months. What was the car ride there. home like that after like you're riding he in the car and you're soaking was, wet? What's was, your dad saying to you? He was like, we need to call um, Four Winds, which was, I don't know if you know. A facility. Winds. Yeah, a facility. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like, I just, I wanted to be a swan. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, this, that's a heavy yeah. scenario. Then, Your dad sitting there driving his daughter who just jumped in the pond because she wanted to be a swan. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and so, I mean, there were, there were lots of these. And bless my boyfriend at the time. He, we were living together and he dealt with this behavior like every single day. And he was a saint for... Um, Did he understand saint? it? No. Did he... Nobody understood what was happening. I didn't understand what happened until a year after it happened. Who did you, who could, yeah, who could you talk to about like this that would say, oh, wait, this is what's going on? <laughs> who did you find? Like, well, who's your. Well, um, I, so, so after, so I, let me, let me tell this story how it kind of happened to get to that point of where I found out if that's okay. Yeah. So my, my grandfather died in June. And he was my favorite person ever. And he, it was, it was heartbreaking losing him. And it was so heartbreaking that it brought me back to reality. Um, and I don't think I would have come back unless he had passed, which is really sad. Um, but I just needed something that monumentous to um, bring me back so so he died I kind of snapped back and I said where's my where's my job what happened like I quit everything I was doing like what happened and everyone was like we don't know we have no idea you you lost your mind you were just out of it like all my friends were like because I, I was still hanging out with people I was still going to parties and I was like enjoying life and they like afterwards we were whenever we would talk about it I'm like remember my crazy period and they're like yeah um because I didn't know what to call it for the longest time so so I came back to reality and I had nothing you know I when it came to my future my career that I was working towards and I started working in a bakery because I was like I don't know what else to do and I went back to that meditation class that I had gone to the night 
before all this stuff happened. And the woman was like, oh, how, how's your, you know, your herbal apprenticeship going? And I was like, oh, like, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Like this crazy thing happened and I lost my mind for a few months. And there was a woman in the class and she said, actually before that, the woman who was teaching the class said, oh, I knew one of you went up too high that night. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you connected with your, with your like ancestral star family. It's like, oh, okay. Is that what's been going on? Okay. And can you explain an ancestral star family? So your ancestral star family is essentially, from my knowledge, it's kind of where you're, you come from in the universe. So by connecting with that energy, you connect with everything you've ever been. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so, and I was like, what? And there was this woman in that class, and she was like, uh, her name is Maya, and she said, oh, I kind of understand. I kind of went through something like that myself. Um, why don't you come by my shop sometime and we'll chat? And I did, and she had this little shop called Enchanted Realms. And I can see the, the, crystal, <laughs> the crystals. It yep. looks like a head shop. Yeah, not quite. Does she not sell quite. pipes? She does not sell pipes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she was like, I have this shamanic apprenticeship program. I think it would be good for you. And I said, well, I don't know what else I'm doing with my life right now because I just lost everything I was working towards. And at this point, I had forgotten about that prayer I said. Okay. That was like not a part of it. I was like, I don't know what's happening. And you, so, did you feel like your life was just falling apart? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had you broken up with a boyfriend? No. Or, or, no he's still he's there? He's still there. He was great. He stuck around. Who is the saint? He was a saint. Who is he? Uh, Bryant. <laughs> Bryant. Bryant. Wow. Bryant. Yep. Yep. He's, he's I feel like a we great need guy. to talk to Bryant. I, I, you know what? I wouldn't. It, this is very traumatic for him. Oh, really? He, like, he can't handle talking. I don't blame him. Whenever okay. it was brought up, he's like, he's gets quiet. I'm sure. I'm sure it was yeah. pretty, uh, yeah. a stressful time. It was. So, so, so I started, I started taking these classes with her and, and what do you do with these shamanic classes? You oh. start studying Peruvian cause let's shamanism comes from Peru, correct? Siberia. Siberia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, a lot of people think Peru, but it's actually Siberia. So, so the way that she taught was, a combination of all the different shamanic cultures. So there, I didn't study in one specific. It was just kind of all of them collectively combined, which I think is great. Um, so the classes, we started with the basics. We started with the different elements. You know, so one class we'd focus on the element of air, another one like fire, fire. water, earth, and then um, spirit. Okay. Um, so that it was kind of like this found, these foundation classes. And then... Over time, you know, it, it, you learn how to, the first one is basically like, you learn how to journey. So a shamanic journey is basically the basis of all shamanic work where you do what's, it's essentially a, met, a guided meditation to start where you connect with spirit powers, like spirit animals or spirit guides. So I remember our first journey we had to go and we had to meet with um, a spirit animal that was going to guide us throughout our entire time in the program. So I'm like, this is cool. Who am I going to meet with? I'm excited. 
And it was like this amazing, huge black dragon. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, it, made, it made a lot of sense for me. Um, and so... So, the, so your spirit animal is an actual animal that doesn't exist. Oh, they exist. They're just in the spirit realms. But it, there's no physical scientific evidence that dragons existed. I mean, you never... I mean, they haven't found it yet. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to follow. I'm the, pretty sure they were on this planet at some point. Dinosaurs. I was going to say something about flying dinosaurs. Yeah. Di- okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but we need to be like dragons are, 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 are a fictitious creation. Oh, they Am are, I wrong? You are in my beliefs. <laughs> I, I mean, I believe in dragons. I believe in unicorns. I believe they may even like the dragons might actually be on another planet. Because the unicorns come from a different planet. Where do the unicorns come from? The unicorn planet. And where is that? Out in space. It's covered in pink and yellow and blue clouds. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> so That's a separate thing. Let's get back to the shamanic thing. We'll come back to the unicorn planet okay. in a second. So, okay, so I started studying these courses. And I... I, it just, I was like, oh my God, this just, this, everything in my life has led up to this. This feels right. This feels like, like everything that's ever happened to me was because I needed to do this work. And I was researching online mm-hmm. and I basically typed in, I was like at the point where I was like, okay, like I'm comfortable now and I'm going to research what happened to me. And I'm, I'm going to go to Google and like try to figure out if anyone else has had these experiences. And I, I came across this article and it talked all about, all about shaman sickness because we didn't really cover it too much in the class. Shaman sickness. Mm-hmm. And that's back to the beginning of this conversation. That's the road of madness and the road of death. And it basically states that for the road of madness, if someone is showing like these symptoms of psychosis and schizophrenia and people don't understand what's happening to them, like they're being pulled by the spirit world. And what happens is you have to lose yourself. You have to completely get rid of the person that you were in order to become the person that you're supposed to be, the healer, the shaman that you're supposed to be. Okay. And I'm like, well, that happened. And, and the road of death is the other version of shaman sickness. And the road of death is where you, be, you're, you either get into an accident or you have a terminal illness. You just get really, really close to dying. And you're so close that you're almost on the other side spiritually. And that's how you connect to the spirit world. So I did a bunch of research and I was like, oh, that's what that was. And, you know, talked with my teacher about it. And she's like, yeah. And that's essentially, that's essentially how I found out. So are you familiar <laughs> with the term in Christianity, they have demonic possession? Oh, do you want to go there? Well, I, yes, I'm, I'm just, familiar. I'm just, you know, I think it seems like these sort of compartmentalized worlds that people can slip into with uh with like for christianity for demonic possession they're stu- they're people of religious faith mm-hmm. i don't know a lot i listen i have i don't know a lot about this i'm just 
telling you my opinion, mm-hmm. that it would come with some sort of, they get to that point because they're so immersed in their studies and they kind of lose sense of themselves and then they read about this thing, demonic possession, then they think they have it and then they're built, they create their scenario. Hmm. I don't know if that, I, I don't, that, or just it's, how would you explain demonic possession? I mean, because it seems like it's almost like a similar type of thing in some ways. Um, Although it's negative in yeah. Christianity. Demonic possession is real. Um, and it's essentially when a demonic spirit comes to a person that is either very open or in a weakened state um, where they're going through a transitional period and they're not really, I don't know, they could be drinking too much, they could be going through something hard, they could, they're basically open and just, they're, they're basically their auric field is weakened. And it's easy for the demonic spirit to come near them, and then they can actually slip inside of them. And they, do you have a question? No, I was, keep going. Um, and I mean, it, it, like what you were saying, that that can it can happen that way. Um, but I guess my the point I was trying to get at is yeah. what's the difference? What's of, the difference of, of between, between the demonic two? possession and then the journey of shamanism? Shamanism, because it seems like uh, these weren't demons; these were other spirits. Yeah, um, I mean, essentially, essentially, I was connecting with my higher soul self and when it when you're so essentially it's it's not when it something possesses you it does so with the intent of taking over you and making you weak and using you taking advantage of you and when a shaman works with spirits and they allow the spirits to come through them it's for healing and it's something that you make a choice you say i'm open to you um, I accept you to come in through me and do healing work through me. And I, I mean, always set the boundaries of only if you come with love and light. Um, and so it's essentially, it's just, you know, you make a choice and demonic possession is, is a negative. They it's just don't even ask. They just come control. in. Yeah. I guess, I guess my, I guess the point about demonic possession, I was just thinking of like how they're kind of, when someone gets to that point, they're usually so immersed in evangelical religion or not evangelical, but just the, their faith. They're, mm-hmm. they, they've read about it, they, they heard it, and so they're predisposed to having that seed planted in their head like demonic possession, and they can allow themselves, because they're so immersed in their religion, that mm-hmm. this is it, I have to let the demon out of me. I mean, it's 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 a real thing. It they could it could be in them. They might need to let it out of them. There are people like you can go to someone like me to do that kind of clearing work, or other people that do exercise. I guess my personal belief is that that as as I'm talking to you, thinking about this, is people listening to might be having their own. You know, mm-hmm. we bring our own preconceived notions, but there's just this thing that exists because they've been in that world that allows for that to happen allows for them to go into the demonic possession. But for you, in your world, what allowed for that to happen? For me to connect with the yeah. spirit realm when I went through that transitional period. Was it, was it, does it go as far back to when your mom took you to this like 
psychiatry ward or like when, when you were a little girl, do you ever remember like? I mean, I, I remember there, there have been different, and I'm sorry if I don't quite understand the question. So if I'm tangent, I probably didn't phrase it right. I'm just <laughs> trying okay. to piece a piece it to, like what your experience would be similar in, uh, I, I just thought of demonic possession because the scenario of someone taking over, someone yeah. having these visions, yeah. someone losing their control of who they yeah, are. Yeah, no, it definitely sounded similar. Sounds, so. It does sound like it. Um, I mean, when you're working with spirits, it's it is that takeover, and but it wasn't like I knew that they weren't. I've definitely dealt with demons, and I've dealt with demons trying to take over, and that sucks. <laughs> when how did that happen? When what was the scenario where you felt demons were trying to take over? Um, when I was seventeen, I was I, I was done with school. I was hanging out with not the best crowd. I didn't care. My mom kicked me out, and I moved into my um, my dad's house, and I moved up to the attic, and it was finished. But it, there was some kind of weird energy up there. And I remember that there was, I just I didn't feel right. I, I remember being at work and in my head, I'm like, go sit in the middle of the road. And I would walk over to the edge of the road and I would look and I'd be like, you probably shouldn't do that. And I'd walk back. And enough things kept happening where I was like, this doesn't really feel quite right. So you had negative or... Urges. urges, yeah, negative. Were you like, urges. I want to kill someone or no. stuff like no. that? <laughs> not that bad. But I remember one day I was laying in bed and I was like, there is something in me, and I and I was like, get out. And I literally, I like, I was like, get out of me. And I literally felt something lift up out of my body and leave. Wow. I mean, I and, can't. So your dad like hears you screaming up in your bedroom. Um. I mean, I don't think it was that. I don't think he heard, but. I don't really remember, but I mean, I've, I've definitely had, so <laughs> becoming a shaman is not necessarily an easy path because until you really understand the spirit world, they can mess with you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. So I've, I, I've dealt with demons a lot and just negative entities that want to latch on because they know they can come through me because I'm so open. So, I mean, I have, so I have countless stories, Doug. Yeah. And I, I want to say, I hope you don't feel that I'm judging you no. by these questions. No, not at all. I'm just trying to Not understand because I think it's super fascinating. I mean, it's an and, interesting, sorry, interesting comparison for sure. Yeah, and I don't, I, I'm not coming from a place of any sort of judgment. Yeah, and because when you're explaining these scenarios and the stuff, your experiences to someone yeah. who I, you know, I don't have a lot of experience in. Mm -hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about the idea of shamanism because I do think there is a lot of people doing not so great stuff mm -hmm. under the guise that the, I call the cult of personality type mm -hmm. shaman. Mm -hmm. Someone that's like trying to do this. Ultimately it's about you want to be good to yourself and good to other people, right? It's about helping people and it's about helping the planet. It's about connecting with this spirit world in order to provide healing here and in order to provide the spirit world healing. So I guess this is where, where I'm coming from with, with shamanism is I have a, a friend that married a shaman. Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me about. And he's um, well known and I think he really helps a lot of people. But in his personal life, I don't know. It sounded like he was messing around. Mm. He was a shaman. I, I don't know 
the, the whole story, but ultimately he was cheating on his wife. And so where does that happen? How can you be this, you know, this healer in this world, but yet in your personal life, you're very unhealthy. Yeah. How does, and I, I guess, and I think that there's, you read stories about people that have gone down and done ayahuasca with some really sketchy shamans that have taken advantage of people in weak scenario when they, when they're at their weakest, which to me is evil. That's pure evil. Yeah. Right. That's not good. So, so I feel like this sh- shaman, the word you just hear a lot and it, there's some ambiguity there. I feel like with any, any healer, you know, whether it be a doctor, an MD, a nurse, a shaman, an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, they are just people when it comes, I mean, it comes down to it. They just have a gift where they're in tune with the spirit world and they, they can provide healing through that. And like, you know, if you're thinking about a doctor, like if a doctor cheats on his wife, it's going to be, you're not going to be like, how can this person that heals people cheat? You might think that way. But I don't think that... Well, a doctor, I don't think, claims to be a spiritual type leader. Yeah. He's a medical. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a difference there. It, this is medicine in a different form. Um, I... Do you see what I'm getting I at? I do, I do. I definitely think it's important to, you know, honor and choose how you live if you're in a position of spiritual healing. And I think it's important that you do everything with love and it's it's sad when people that have these gifts and have this if you want to call it power and they take advantage of other people yeah it's a it's a because you're in a position of power and these people like think about when you when you were at your most vulnerable point I, I think that there are good people on the planet and I think there are people that are not so good and when we walk away from that place of light, but they're still kind of holding that power, it's, it's sad and it's disheartening and it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that if he can provide that healing <laughs> for others and they actually feel better from it, then then that's that's great. But if it's his path to not be loyal to his wife or if it's that's a different situation. If yeah, the shamans I, down down that are mistreating people. So have you done an ayahuasca? I have not because I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> I can literally close my eyes and travel to different planets right now. Like I don't need any Really? Time. Yeah. You can go to Mars right now. Mm-hmm. And what's that like? I haven't been. <laughs> do you go to the unicorn planet? I do. Where do you spend the most time? Where do you Earth. Go? On Earth. Yeah. It's important to be grounded to do this kind of work. So I had a friend that... Uh, I think that the shamanistic people that go to Peru and do the ayahuasca experience, mm-hmm. I think people that have gone through really... Uh, extreme amounts of stress in their life, trauma. Mm -hmm. They have demons. I had a friend that did, he didn't go to Peru, but he did an ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he had been through some trauma and he did ayahuasca and he felt, he's like, I had some demons to get rid of. Mm -hmm. 
and he uh, felt clearer yeah. after and it absolutely yeah. released something in him. And he's, so I think, you know, I think you have to be open to it. I, I think, think it's great for people that need that kind of healing. I think it's fantastic. And if you can utilize it and it's the right path for you, by all means, go and, and take it and explore your journey that way. Just for me personally, I'm so open and so in tune and so sensitive and aware that I, I can't handle any kind of drug. Like when I was younger, it was interesting. I always said, and I didn't know why I said this, but I said that I'm never going to do any drugs other than what's in the natural world. I've only ever smoked pot because I knew I couldn't handle it. And I was also like, I want to be able to get to those places without the use of drugs. I want to be able to open my mind without kind of having that quick way. You know, I want to do it naturally. And I didn't know that this was what was going to happen. But um, I think, I don't know, I think it's interesting. I like hearing stories about people that have gone through, you know, their ayahuasca ceremonies and... So how do you think you, what kind of, how can you help people? Um, so many ways. <laughs> um, so what, I'm trying to give a scenario. What would someone come to you so, and say, I just, I need... So I help people who have undergone any kind of trauma. Um, a lot of shamanism is working with the soul. Essentially, we're doctors of the spirit and doctors of the soul. So if you've undergone any kind of trauma, come see me and I will put your soul back together. Because when we undergo... How long does that take? It depends. On, on the you, amount of trauma? On the person. Generally, a shamanic healing session runs about... Um, the time you're... I, I do journey work before I meet with you, so I will talk with your guides and see what they advise, and we always listen to them. But generally, it's, you know, one and a half to three hours. Um, and there's so many different layers that can be shed and different types of deep healing. It's, it's really just working with the energy body and healing, healing the energy body. And Have you met Jill Meridian? I have not. She, I heard I had your her, podcast. I had her on my great. podcast. Yeah, I would you love should, to meet her. You should, you should meet Jill. Yeah. She does energy work. Yeah. Um, so I, it's all, it, they're, it's so detailed. It's all explained on my website, everything. I mean, there's core. You have a website oh, for yeah, alexandracatchpole.com. That's a different name. Alexandra Catchpole. Alexandra Catchpole. Catchpole. That's yeah.com. So that's different than Alexis. Goldweather. Oh yeah. No. Cause that's not. So you're on a new was, name. Oh, I got off that name a long time ago. Okay, why? Wh what made you get off that name? It wasn't my real name. <laughs> I so stopped, I just wasn't connecting to that gotcha. anymore. It was like a transitional thing. Wow, that's a lot here, Allie. Um, Catch pool. But I, I do. So I do house clearings. So like, say you have you know, negative energy in your house or you've had renters and you just don't want their vibes. Like I'll do house clearings. I'll do one-on-one -on -one sessions, different Reiki healings. What are you feeling in this house? I'm curious. I got to see that. That's actual, that's an actual dream catcher made by my friend, Chris eyes who, and those are actual, I like it. Uh, hawk feathers, which are legal. Don't say that. Oh yeah. I should erase that. No, those are, I'm kidding. <laughs> those aren't hawk feathers. They're beautiful. It's beautiful. I know your house has good vibes. It does? Yeah. Are, there, are you feeling any spirits here? I'm curious to know. 
Um, well, I have to, I do like this whole ceremony to tune in kind of a thing. I, I always prefer to just like ground and center and protect and say prayers before actually looking around. Um, but Are you hearing any spirits talk to you now? No, I told them to be quiet. What is your experience like as you're explaining your journey to me? I want to know what you're feeling as you, as you talk about it. Are you wondering what I'm thinking? Are you wondering or where is he at? Like, I want to know your experience right now. Right now, it's more of inner reflection because I haven't really talked to anyone about this journey, my journey in a, in a while, not so in depth because I always tell people it's a really long story. When we have time, I'll tell you about it. Um, and so it's interesting to actually be opening up this much because it's been such a huge part of my life. And um, coming, it's just interesting reflecting on how far I've actually come from when I went through that awakening period. And and I can I'm watching your eyes and I'm seeing kind of different things that I'm talking about. You're like, oh wow, what? And it's well, it's a lot to pro it's, it's it's a lot to process. I mean, when you hear a, that that you go to the unicorn planet some days, mm -hmm. is, is you know is a little left of the dial. It is, but <laughs> but I'm where I come from. I believe you have to be open to everything. I don't think you can say, you know, it's super individual. If it makes you happy and it makes you a better person and, and, and ultimately you really believe in love and light and kindness and that mm -hmm. stuff and that's where you're at and you believe it, great. Because yeah. the world needs more of that. So I don't, would never judge. It does sound like to me when I hear hearing voices and stuff, that's scary. Uh -huh. That's not a, however, however you've managed to process it you know, uh, and, and get through your day to day and get to the point where you can work and focus and have a job and, and get through your day without hearing voices all the time that are like distracting you, I'm sure is challenging. Well, I, you know, I taught myself I have a switch. I turn it on and I turn it off. And when I... So maybe that's the difference between a schizophrenic yeah. and... And, and you know, I, I know who I'm talking to. I know when I hear voices that it's like I can see them. You know, I can see who I'm talking to. They're just in a different realm. And I can see into those realms. And that is a switch, too. It's like, turn it on, turn it off. And you've talked to other people that have this same, we'll call it a gift? Yeah, a little bit. Do you feel like you've been yeah. chosen? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm here. I'm here to help heal the planet. I'm here to help people become aware of their true selves and to find their voice and to provide healing because we live in really hard times and the planet needs our help more than ever right now. And yeah, I, I, I reincarnate to come back when I'm most needed. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like I come to the planet to help when it's really hard. What were you in your past life? Do you have a lot of different... <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the most recent past life. Mm. You don't know or you don't know what you want to say? I, I'm trying to figure out the chronological order. There's been so many, Doug. I've been a healer in most of them. I've been um, 
a witch, a high priestess, a goddess, uh, um, different different forms of healing throughout thousands and thousands of years, and I've lived on other planets and done. I would imagine that th this process has made being in relationships really tough. You know what? The guy I'm dating now is fantastic, and he gets it, and he understands it, and he loves me for it, and is also supposed to have gifts that he hasn't quite tapped into yet in the same kind of area, so... It's not as, not as do you do when do you do sassafras and stuff and all those herbs that they eat, right don't in the process? Um, I don't work with sassafras. I work with uh, sage a lot and Palo Santo um, and a few other ones. Um, but I mean, there there are lots of different things. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's it seems like it's a. Uh, it's a big world. <laughs> it is. It's a big world. It is. And Tell me about Nantucket and its spirits, because Nantucket definitely has a deep history. I believe, I think that there's definitely ghosts out here. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. There's definitely, definitely a lot of ghosts. Does, does this house have any ghosts? Can you, um, are you getting any sort of energy? I've never gotten weird vibes from the house. No. It seems, I think you probably got some garden gnomes in the back. We, we've saged a couple times. Yeah. That's good. Um, I feel gnomes out in the backyard and little kind of garden spirits, which makes sense. But in the house, Piper's got a protector in her room, I think. Good. Yeah. She's been waking up a lot at night. How's the feeling? Like what? Just, uncomfortable yeah she just was like she just is well wanted i don't know if that's just the age mm. she's just been fussy at night waking up she'll wake up i think the wind was blowing the north wind was blowing the curtains last night so it woke her up and kind of scared her yeah i mean that'll that'll do it and it'll be interesting um part of my work that i do is actually come into people's homes and you know clear everything out and also set energetic boundaries and grids to only bring in certain kinds of energy and certain kinds of people and to create this whole kind of portal and bring in protectors if you need it and and clear out clear out whatever's lingering but the house feels good well you definitely had a fascinating life I, I, is your relationship good with your parents now yeah it's great they're they're, they're great they're great um, but but Nantucket Nantucket spirits um, there's a lot of the Wampanoag that are still here. Um, the island spirit, I teach this, um, community healing circle, the yoga room, and every week it changes. And one week we did, uh, the spirit of Nantucket healing, where, um, the students connected with the island spirit and she came through and she's cool. There's like two different forms of what she looks like. Basically the gray lady that you would think of. Wow. And she came in and did the healing. Um, she called She called to me actually when I was living in Connecticut in the fall. I was doing some journey work and she was like, you need to come. It's time for you to come to the island. And that's what brought you to Nantucket? Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Well, I mean, I've been coming here my whole life, but um, oh, that's, okay. that's so you, what made When me. was the first time you came to Nantucket? Uh, I was like a month old. Oh, okay, so your parents would come out here? My, my family got a house here in the 70s. Okay. Yeah. Well... I, I that was I, I there was so much there. I <laughs> yeah, think, sorry. I, I, feel I have to take a deep breath. I mean, I, it, it's, it's interesting. Of- it's absolutely uh, just it's fascinating. And I think that the takeaway for me, I'm just I think you just have to be. It's about being open minded because I think <laughs> you know a lot of people might hear things and might think things, and uh, you know I think ultimately if it's done like you said in the idea of love and light, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an individual experience. Clearly, you've had. You know, how old are you now? Thirty. I just turned thirty. So you just happy birthday. You just Thank turned you. thirty. That's pretty young to have that experience. But I think that if you can help people, if people believe it, I believe uh, in spirits. I believe that there's yeah. definitely there's energies. Uh, this is. Oh, yeah. I, I go when I take Piper. We when we go on our walk, we sit. We have this tree that we sit on. Oh. And we listen to the trees. Oh, I love it. So I, I believe that, I, I, you know, that's about as, as out there. I think that there is energy. And you have to be open to it. You know, I think I talked about that when Jill was on here. I think it's just the understanding. But I think hearing voices is a different thing. It seems like I think that, like you mentioned, the switch is mm-hmm. an important thing mm-hmm. to be able to go switch on and yeah. off. But uh, I, I think that... Uh, it's awesome that you came to talk about your experience and I think this is hopefully people listened, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And maybe we can go to the unicorn planet sometime. I'd love to take you. (laughs) You're going to go to the unicorn planet. Uh, wow. Well, Allie, they can find your, what you do. Uh, you should Um, definitely mention it again for listeners. Yeah. So Alexandra, that's the full name, uh, catchpole. So A L E X A N D R A. C-A-T-C-H-P-O-L-E dot com. And you can read about all of my different services there. And I'm, I'm launching some new things soon, some shamanic consulting, which is very exciting. There you go, shamanic <laughs> consulting. That's what the title of this podcast yep. is. It's going to shamanic consulting. And, um, and I'm available for healing sessions. I just launched a new one, Mind, Body, Soul Tune-Up. So you just come in and we do kind of basically an energetic overhaul. And you leave feeling better. Um, so check it out. And I'm on Instagram at Shaman. So Shaman and on Facebook. So you guys can follow me on there if you want. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. Thanks yeah. for being here. Thanks for having me on, Doug. I really love talking to you about it. And there you have it. Well, what did you guys think? What are your impressions? That was definitely the one of the most interesting episodes I have. And I have to be honest, Alexandra, I was just fascinated by um, your story. And uh, I think, you know, you have to have an open mind. You know, you have to believe that we as humans, this is what I feel personally after after listening and talking with Alexandria, I feel like you have to be open-minded. I think we as humans, there's so many different types of personalities out there. And, you know, just because someone 
thinks a certain way, we have to be open to what that is and what their process and their experience in life is. And I think, uh, and that's really why it was important, I think, uh, having her on the podcast. I think she certainly is passionate about her shamanistic practices and she wants to do help and bring love and light into the world. And that's all we need, especially in this time in the world that we find ourselves in, in America, with our current leader, love and light. And, uh, you know, if you believe in unicorns and spirits, you know, go for it. Bring it out, you know. I'm open-minded. I hope you guys are open-minded too. Because that's where healing comes from, right? Anyway, I don't know. I digress. Alexandra, thank you for coming on. There it is, folks. That is it. This was episode 53. Oh, my God. I got to check now. Do you believe that? I got to go back and see where, where we are. Is it episode 53? Where are we? Yes, that was right. This is episode 53. God, sorry for that. Well, momentary brain lapse. I think it's that Constellation Prize double IPA hitting my head. Anyway, that's it. Episode 53 in the books. What a summer day, guys. I hope you are enjoying this island in all its beauty. Don't focus on the negativity of it. Focus on the beauty because the beach, the water, the sun is where it's at. Get out there. Get in the water. The ocean feels great. The water temp's warming up. Enjoy this awesome island of Nantucket. We'll see you on the next one. Over and out. Doug Cody. Done.